Hello and welcome everyone to episode 77 of One Piece at a Time, the One Piece read-through podcast where we read and discuss five chapters of the One Piece manga each and every week. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host and freelance letterer at Shonen Jump, Brandon Bovia. How you doing, Brandon? I'm doing pretty good. I'm, of course, the uh, letterer behind manga like Dragon Ball Super Kaiju number 8. And uh, as we uh, mentioned on the show last week, uh, my new series, Wild Strawberry, uh, just came out. If you're listening to this, there's probably two or three chapters out of it right now. Yeah, I think I think chapter two comes out tomorrow. So, uh, it's just, you know what? It's a good series. It's more of the same. Read it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I did actually check out the first uh, chapter just out of curiosity. And... Uh, that's a wild hook. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bleak, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So yeah. I'm 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 curious. I'm like I'm I've not read it myself, but I wonder if like people it's and it's not definitely not as deranged yet. But mm-hmm. I can see people getting a bit of a chainsaw man vibe from this. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely a bit of chainsaw man, a bit of Tokyo Ghoul kind of in there. Uh, it's kind of with like a darker shonen. So I yeah the, the reception seems to have been largely positive from the first chapter which makes me happy so hopefully uh, this will stick around and yeah it'll, it'll be something see we, we, what we needed was this podcast when you were doing um uh with well, the red hood <laughs> red hood yeah yeah <laughs> wait oh god I don't remember the timeline on that was no I think that might have that might have been over by the time we started I, I don't think remember so. yeah yeah that would do it <laughs> yeah. Oh, Despite wow. all of my pushing it, because uh, it is good. But. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? We still have some good manga to read because, holy hell, <laughs> this is... Yeah, I mean, Water 7 just delivers. <laughs> it always delivers. Consistently. Just, I don't think we've had one of those like, eh, this felt a little weak, or eh, this didn't really much happen. Like, no, it's just been on at all times. Every set of chapters has been my favorite set of chapters. <laughs> It's amazing how naturally it just ramps up. Like, we even had falling action last week, but it was still fascinating. And to see the conclusion to that this week, it's like, oh, my God. Yep. Yeah. Oh, this, there's a lot of good stuff into it. So I'm ready to get into it. So, uh, yeah. Chapter 356, Mr. Tom. And last time we left off uh, in the flashback, it was pretty obvious that Spandam was using Frankie's battle Frankies that he'd been leaving behind over the years to do a basically uh, commit an assault against the ju- judicial ship and we know exactly what he's att- attempting to do with this and it's just sort of oh of course seeing it the, the, the fallout where it's the panic of the, the judicial ship being on fire people getting injured people running away like you know things things are definitely happening and we get to see the battle frank there's some cool ships in there which just I the one on the side I think it's 27 just has cannons pointing in every direction yeah <laughs> It really is like what? What if a teenager designed weapons of mass destruction? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, and we even see the CP five agents dressed all in black as they're just hiding as they're attacking. And it's like, I don't know about this world government man. When we got these people, it's like it's you know we must make sacrifices for justice. It's like they're hurting innocent people for this whole map thing, and that's like, mm. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, we already saw kind of what like what CP nine was all about, and you know, and they're they're the secret ones, you know, they're they're the ones who are like, yeah, like we can basically do whatever in the name of justice. And here we have kind of the lower rung uh, cypherpole agents, just you know, it's like, yeah, we must make sacrifices for justice as we, you know, like just bomb innocent people, basically. <laughs> it really kind of like, yeah, the the, the morality here is pretty black and white. <laughs> yeah, it's like you said, CP five is like a. A known one. Obviously, they they don't get blamed for it, but it makes you wonder. Well, we've well, again, we guess we're getting examples of what CP9 is doing, but 
what the heck have they done in the past? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like, and, and really, I feel like this is like, okay, they, there have probably been, you know, no short number of atrocities committed in this world by the CP agents, you know, just to just so that the government can get what they want, basically. Yeah, it's it's like there are certainly bad pirates. <laughs> there's and there's some bad government agents, and like nobody's really, yeah, exactly. Like there's not one clear good side in all this. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, basically, Frankie, Iceberg, Tom sees all this happening. They're leaping across all the ships trying to get to them. And Tom and Iceberg are just about to arrive, and the CP-5's agents see them and immediately abandon ship. And they're like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> what the heck? Where is everybody? What's going on here? That's when CP-5 shows up with theirs to start destroying the ships, and Spanner's just laughing his butt off. It's like, oh, my God, that's such a punchable yeah. face. Yeah, oh, God, he's so terrible and it, it just like poor you know iceberg and tom basically just like caught in the crossfire yeah just completely injured you see a like spear out of tom's chest he's just not in great shape frankie's worried about them it's like what's going on and first thing iceberg does when he wakes up is punch frankie right <laughs> yeah because i mean he knows. It's like, this is all your fault. <laughs> yeah, and he, he just lays it out. We know exactly. He knows exactly what happened. The secret agents took control of the battleships and are trying to blame us. Trying to blame you. You're, you it's through you that they're hurting Tom to get those blueprints. As Iceberg says, it doesn't matter if you're the one who pulls the trigger. Or they still have the power to hurt someone. If that's someone that could be a person you love, you have to take responsibility for these weapons. Yeah, and, and the responsibility part, I think, comes into a comes to a head in a little bit in a way that I really like. <laughs> I think uh, Oda has some opinions on some gun control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh. One, one Piece having real world themes. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah, it's, that's never had that before. <laughs> but even still, with a harpoon sticking out of his chest, Iceberg is like, it's not Frankie's fault. Don't blame him. And I... I, I think I see where he's coming from, but I kind of feel like I'm more on an iceberg side on all this. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Could you say that again? Like my, my headphones like crept out for a second. Oh, I, I said how uh, Tom was telling Iceberg not to blame Frankie. It's not as Frankie's fault. And I'm like, I think I'm no, it kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, hmm. <laughs> Frankie's apologizing. Tom just going, ah, it doesn't even hurt. It's not even scratch on me. And we see a description from Frankie's like, this harpoon is made to go in, but not come out. <laughs> like, it is stuck in there. <laughs> all, all of What were you making with all these horrible weapons? <laughs> he really did want to take out the Neptunians with these weapons. And oh, yeah, seriously. You can see why he finally succeeded. It gets to the point where, like, all these, well, the, of course, government agents and Spandam shows up, like, ready to arrest them. Like, oh, these are your attackers. They have them lined up with, with, with Tom still with the spear sticking out of his chest. Like, dear God. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Everybody's immediately kind of suspicious. Like, he's declaring all this in front of him, and they're all like, why would he do this? He's like, if he waited for the trial, he would have been declared incident. So what's the point? Yeah, exactly. And, God, that gleeful look on Spandam's face. It's like, just try to get out of this one. Man, Oda's good at making punchable faces. <laughs> yeah, he really, is. <laughs> he really is. Yeah, I, I think, I, honestly, as far as the manga goes in broad terms, St Spanda might have one of the most punchable faces. <laughs> I think so. My God. Yeah, he's he's. I'm I'm quickly remembering why like this dude is just the worst. <laughs> yeah, 
like he's one of those examples of he's obviously not powerful he's just a, a worm who gets his way and that's yeah exactly that's always the worst when you see these 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 guys using his position to get what he wants and then laughing about yeah. it because as if he's actually powerful yeah Ugh. but good on this judge because um he's like the sea train was brilliant. It be- it bettered everything. I was positive I was going to be parting you today, but yet you're compounding your gr- uh, your crimes. And Frankie just lays it out. It's like we weren't the ones. It was Spandam, and immediately causes the crowd to laugh. It's like, oh no, <laughs> right? It's just like, hey, I mean, this one guy in the crowd's got a point. It's like they're both in the government. Like you know, wh- why would they do that? When you're like, yeah, why would they? Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Hmm. Of course, they can't tell them that. We have plans that would create a world, you know, destroy the world. That doesn't yeah. look good. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that's when we get the whole thing. It was like, Spanish was like, hey, you were, you, your, your name's Cutty Flam. You, uh, we caught you red handed, and those ships were built by your company, were they not? And Frankie's just like, I didn't build them for that. And after what they did, they're not my ships anymore. And Tom's been going with this the entire time. But hearing those words, Tom breaks his chain. Yeah, he and breaks the chain. <laughs> punches Frankie in the face. Yep. Didn't blame him for getting a harpoon in his chest, but he says he's not their ships anymore. And that's when he punches Frankie. Yeah. Oh, and that's also, I mean, d- during, you know, the speech to him, that's when he just pulls out the harpoon, too, which I didn't, I didn't register the first time I read that. Yeah, the the harpoon that's designed not to come out, he pulls out without a without a thought, because he's on his speech. He's like, "Not my ships." That is one thing you must not say, because there's good, there's nothing good and nothing bad in building a ship, no matter what kind of ship it is. I don't care what kind of ships you build from now on, but no matter who gets injured by the ships you build, even if it looks like they'll destroy the world, you're the one who gave them life. You have to at least love them. So. That's when I we get to his whole I, thesis. I love the speech so much. Yeah. It is so... I mean, th- that feels like a line from the person who built the ship of the King of the Pirates would say. Like, mm-hmm. you have to take ownership over the things that you built. Yeah. And th- this also reminds me a lot of that bit uh, in uh, Arlong Park with Nami's flashback, right? I think Nami said something to Belmer. like, we're not real family anyway. And that's kind of what, like, caused her to punch her own daughter in the face or some, something like that. It was basically yeah. like, hey, like you crossed the line. You don't like there are some things you don't say. <laughs> this is the thesis of your character that you need to get in your head. That's yeah, exactly. That's that's the whole core point of it. And it, it ties back to his whole to Tom's whole thing where he's like puff out your chest with pride and boom over the ships they build. If your pride in what you've done matters more than anything else. And I, I think it's needless to say that that is probably something that still carries into Frankie and Iceberg, like uh, into the current day. Oh, without a doubt. But also yeah, it's yeah, like completely makes sense why Iceberg wants nothing to do with the government. Yeah. Nothing to do with the government and nothing to do with Frankie. <laughs> yeah. And we end the chapters like no matter what, what don't interfere with that's about to, ha- about to happen. It's like, oh, oh boy. boy. Oh no. <laughs> we, we know what's coming with this. <laughs> he's got a He's got a plan. <laughs> That's never good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. But yeah, let's just do it and get to chapter 357, Cuddy Flam, with a nice little spread. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once again, Oda with a good drip. Yeah, everyone, Oda with a good drip. Chopper's got margaritas. <laughs> I don't know if a, a miner should be handling alcohol, even if he's a even if he's a reindeer. There's, there's a random giant giraffe behind him, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
yeah, we, we get back to the flashback and everybody's screaming like, hey, Tom's gotten violent all of a sudden. We need to run away. And Tom's like, the people who want, uh, who framed us is also the ones that are signing my fate. There is no way I'm going to get clear to suspicion. So this yeah. is the end. I, I, I like that he's kind of thinking through this. Like this is, and, and when you think about it, it is kind of what he's about to do is the most logical approach. Although uh, maybe, maybe there's a bit of emotional satisfaction to it too. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. I think it's... I, it's never confirmed, but it seems to be heavily implied that I I think Tom lost an eye, like the eye that's bleeding. Yeah, a lot. no, I I hadn't noticed, but you're probably right. Yeah, it's it's never outright said or anything like that, but he uh, is n- now. Yeah, now now that I'm looking at it at later pages, oh yeah, bro, totally. I, I wonder if the anime had to have like censored that somehow. Oh, abso- absolutely, they got. I I find that of- hard to believe. You know, all the stuff with uh, Sanji's flashback. They definitely lessened this in the anime. <laughs> Not a doubt in my mind. Yeah, wow, huh? And it's, it's the first time we've gotten Tom's inner thoughts as well, where he's just saying how it's mm-hmm. like it, it breaks his heart to see that stuff Frankie built used for something like this. And he's like, you want, really want to punch this guy, don't you? And he just does it. Yes. He punches <laughs> and I'm like, ah, thank you, Tom. You're a so good, good dad. So satisfying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's just kind of like... Yeah, you would have you would have just just punched this guy in the face. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Iceberg is convinced like they can't do anything, prove anything yet. But if you start getting violent, and Tom's just repeatedly punching his fandom in the face until yeah. fi- his fandom's like, no, shoot him. And yeah, he gets shot. But uh, a tranquilizer bullets, to be clear. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually caught me off guard. I thought they just outright shot him, but no. Yeah, yeah. me too. And of course, <laughs> he's he's immediately just like. Did nothing, you know, did nothing, just got punched in the face, but he's still laughing over him. It's like, oh, this freaking spandom. Right, yeah, it's like, like he got punched in the face, he's missing a tooth. <laughs> and, and somehow it still feels like he can get the last laugh. Yeah, and just because he's like, hey, there you go, there's all the proof. Uh, restrain him and round up the rest of the, the Tom's workers that we're going to eat, they're going to eat in this lobby. And yep. the, the thing that really stings about this flashback is how quickly the people turned on Tom. Yeah, and that I feel like knowing now, like that his, like the C train is his legacy, and, and to have it kind of so so quickly that they were just like, oh yeah, this guy was bad news all along. Like it, it, it really feels like, it, as we're kind of seeing here on uh, on the next page, where Tom is just like, you know, he's like, I take full responsibility. It's it's kind of like he's he's taking it all down with him. Yeah, yeah, he's. he's Doing it all, the, none of these guys knew anything, which is why Iceberg is likely able to become mayor, uh, along yeah. with his deeds. But yeah, it's like, yeah, I, I did it all, but I have a favor because, as you said, one crime can be forgiven by the creation of the C-Train, then I want you to erase today's crime. So erase this attack on the judicial ship. And the judge is like, yeah, but that would be, we'll basically be back where we were 14 years ago. You'd be given the death penalty for building the Pirate King ship. That's exactly how I have it because I'm proud I aided that man called Roger. It's like, oh. And that, ugh, so good. Yeah. Which <laughs> that's a, ties, you know that's again, enough. ties back to his, ties back to his speech from the last chapter, mm-hmm. um, you know, about, about having pride in the things that you build. Uh, and so, oh man. God. <laughs> I, I, I like also, it's, it's subtle, but I like what uh, Oda has been doing ever since Arlong because we got introduced mm-hmm. to Arlong's pirates and it's just like, Oh God, all these fishmen are terrible. It's like, no, just like every organization, there are good and bad. And we get, we've, yep. we've seen the rehabilitation of Hachi. We've seen now Tom, we had that one fishman just hanging out with the other pirates. Anyway, there's like Arlong was just an extreme example of a terrible, terrible person. 
Yeah, it's and I think it's, it's interesting too <laughs> that it's like he introduces them at their kind of their most extreme, mm-hmm. and, and maybe even like that goes for kind of like the the navy too in some regards, who are all kind of like cartoonishly evil until um, um, Smoker, Smoker shows up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're kind of the. I think I think that's where he really gets into into kind of the ideals of justice and kind of the more uh, great. I, I feel like yeah, there's a lot of great morality in all factions of One Piece. Yeah, there's no, there's absolutely no faction in this that has a hundred percent like pure, clean. purely good. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, even God, even the um, when you get into things like Skypea um and, and things like the um, the Skypeans and the Shandians, like that that's also another example that I think. Uh, Oda is able to toe that line in a really smart way. Yeah, it's it's the, it's the bonds between people that matter, not the, yeah, the, exactly. not the organizations on the whole. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, very subtle, clever way of doing of handling all that. Everybody starts calling out to Tom, and Tom is just dead set on comforting Frankie through all this. Yeah. Like, also, he tanked those tranquilizer bullets. By the way, <laughs> he really did. Yeah. yeah, he gets some last words out before he, he passes out. He's just like, you know, everything's different now. The island has regained its former strength. No matter what happens to me, I'll live on as the town grows stronger. My dream is finally set sail and sail, and that's when he passes out. And oh man, Frankie just he's left there with him. And you know, Iceberg has to take care of the blueprint and just get these last bits. And Spandam still lording over all this, but he doesn't get the last laugh because he's saying, "Hey, take all three. And it's like, no. The, ju- the, mm-hmm. the judge, again, good judge. The name of the crime has changed. He's been forgiven that crime as he asked. Now it's only down to the building of the Pirate King ship. So that, the only Tom yep. is being taken to Enos Lobby. I do kind of uh, find, I find it funny that there's like a, it, it's almost like a free pass. Or it's like, well, what what crime would you like to use your free pass on today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I can only much. forgive one crime, but you've committed two. You've only you've got <laughs> one get out of jail free card. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and hey, hey, yeah, good on that judge for being reasonable. It's like, I, I mean, hey, I, <laughs> I can only pardon one crime. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he's suspicious as well. Like, obviously, we'll yeah, never that- hear from him, but I do wonder. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, maybe just as a reader, like I feel like you, you see someone like Spandam is like it, you. You can read through the bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But as Kirkrow says, nothing can save Tom now. It's we're dealing with the world government. There's nothing we can do. And she's like, we've only seen her kind of laugh and flippant this entire time the, uh, from the yeah. moment we've met her. But we actually see her crying at this moment. It's like this is probably why she drinks through the pain <laughs> probably <laughs> which is dark <laughs> <laughs> very dark and the other thing is we get some needed descriptions here for what seems to be coming up uh, by the end of this this set of chapters where we learn mm-hmm. that enos lobby is the judicial island in the possession of the government no criminal who's been taken there has ever come back alive not one yeah which i feel like they, they've mentioned enos lobby a couple of times up till now but i feel like yeah we kind of you could kind of infer what it's all about, you know, being like, oh, yeah, there's a government island near here. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah, you know, it's... <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's uh, also... Things go in, things don't come out. Yeah, it's one of those. <laughs> Welcome to Alcatraz, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> Phantom's ready to depart. He's kicking Spandam, uh, kicking uh, Tom as he's just passed out, and Frankie can't take it. He takes a uh, bat or a sword or something like that, just a, bl- a blunt instrument, Yep. And smacks Phantom with as hard as he right can. Right in the face. Oh, again, just incredibly satisfying. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
totally satisfying. And yeah, <laughs> we've seen Tom's strength. You know he was holding back when he punched Spandam. Frankie did not because yeah. Spandam's like, Just yeah, his smoldering. face is as people were said. Like, he is yeah. not in great shape. Incredible. And that's when he everybody just shoots Frankie and leaves him for dead. And they're on the sea train going back and <laughs> Spandam's just like all messed up from, the, from yep. that experience. And th- that's when somebody comes in and is like, Spandam, uh, Cody Flam is out on the tracks uh, waiting with <laughs> some kind of like, weapon. What? <laughs> yeah. And then you, you see him. He's packing heat. Oh yeah, he is, and <laughs> he's importantly, we we never get the explanation for this during the during the flashback. But importantly, it's Yokozuna who's there. Yes, of course. And uh, Spanish is like, is he an idiot? Like, well, whatever. This is great. Just run him down. <laughs> he's a criminal. Yeah. Frankie is ready to destroy the puffing Tom in order to get back Tom. Uh, yeah, he's just ready to throw everything away, and he stands there in front of the sea train. Ready to intercept it. The bullets do nothing. That's just how good of a ship they've ma- they've made. And yeah, as oh. he stands in front of the tracks, as he remembers being found by uh, Tom, and yeah, he's just getting basically adopted by him. Yeah, well, I, I love that he's like he laughs. He's, he's like, "Oh, you were thrown out of your uh, you're thrown out by your parents. That's hilarious." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we get why frankie knows so much about ships but is more of a, is a dismantler i don't want mm-hmm. to build ships anymore how can i love the ships i've made when they've hurt the people really important to me but you're still my role model so i want you to come back and teach me again and obviously he can't stand up to this train but and we then, also get a very important piece of information where he says because someday i want to build a dream ship too a dream that ship that can sail to the ends of the world with pride and all of, all of that's happening as you just see like the silhouette of like Frankie's tattered body, <laughs> yeah, hit by the sea train, which is just tragic. And I think this is honestly one of the most important moments of Water Seven so far, mm-hmm. for reasons that didn't even click with me at first. But I feel like it was clicking with the pe- it might have clicked with the people reading this at the time. Oh, for uh, sure, as as they were discussing possibilities. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just we'll, we'll, leave we'll it get to that. that. Yeah, yeah, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, let's say we get to uh, chapter three hundred and fifty-eight, reactivation, as Mary got got a front page cover. Yeah. It's hanging out with all the the uh, sea life. I think those are all of the Neptunians from the the anime opening. I think so. Plus the, yeah, I think the, there's the giant dolphins from that anime opening as well. Basically, just pulling yeah. from all of that. Yeah, that's that's cool. That that is a cool one. Just to see the Mary, yeah. not in bad shape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the the flashback's not over yet, because you know everybody's talking about how Cuddy Flam has uh, has apparently died, or at least Kokoro was saying. Uh, Cuddy Flame apparently died. Uh, and she's already in her drinking phase. Didn't even notice yep. that the first time. But yeah, she's already yeah. drinking now. Man, that I feel like they don't address how dark that is. No. <laughs> like it, it's like, oh, haha, you know, the drunken grandma. That it's just like, oh, no, she's she's coping hard. <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> it's like, and, oh, jeez. And Frankie's, she's drinking herself into a stupor. stupor. Yokozuma presumably starts falling after Frankie to throw himself at the sea train. But Iceberg is ready to change this town. He is more determined than ever. Yeah, I, I like seeing... Uh, obviously, what happened to Tom is, you know, just, like, horribly tragic and messed up for all sorts of reasons. But you are kind of seeing 
like what losing him has like done to their resolve and, and kind of like you're seeing how every character is kind of like they're they're making a choice you know to how do how do they go on from this yeah and uh, somehow frankie survived but he's you know yeah. out in the middle of the ocean when all of a sudden an abandoned ship just happens to roll up next to him he's able to cr- amazingly able to crawl on, uh, inside of it and fa- finds all kinds of scrap iron and waste wood and decides to do something about this body of him. So that's the insane part. Yeah. He turned himself into a cyborg. A cyborg. For some reason, I just, I know I wasn't thinking about this while I read the chapter, but I just thought, I thought about that dumb line from uh, was it, uh, Mega Man X6 or 5 or, or 5 or 6 where or Zero <laughs> is like, I hid myself while I repaired myself. You know, <laughs> that is a very appropriate line for Frankie right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because... <laughs> Because you don't really he see was able it. to stop his own bleeding and you know yeah. survive being hit by a freaking train in yeah. order to turn himself <laughs> into a cyborg. Yeah, basically cutting off limbs because we've 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 seen we've seen his stomach, <laughs> we've yeah. seen his uh, arms. Like there is seems to be very little of him left that's actually human. Yeah, uh, there is actually. I remember. I'm not going to say when it, it, it's coming up soonish. Where you you do see how much of him is cyborgified, um, okay. and it, it makes sense logically. But yeah, we'll we'll get to that. That that should be coming up pretty soon. Okay. Yeah, I know it's not in this set, but that that would be yeah. interesting. Yeah, I, I I remember him explicitly being like, yeah, yeah. I do like, however, yeah, because we uh, flash forward four years later, um, and this is it, it. It took me a second, but it struck me because this is the scene that they were talking about. Um, when they were ex- when CP9 was explaining how they knew that Frankie was Cuddy Flam, yeah, because because this is like you know he's presumed dead, and then you, you see here in the flashback you have a um, oh god blanking on her name oh uh, god the secretary yeah 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 Khalifa or you know she's like oh there's a Cuddy Flam here to see you <laughs> hmm <laughs> yeah and it's like and it's like th- that was the one time he came here by that name yeah. And she's like, he's looking, he's like, are you sure? And she's, she's like, he's really unsavory looking and he's wearing a Speedo. Should we let him pass? <laughs> and I like this. No, get him out of here. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Which, man, even says to go away, doesn't actually meet with him. It's just the name Cuddy Flam is the one that uh, tipped off CP9. That's. Yeah, exactly. That's interesting. They actually do meet up at the old uh, Tom's workers base. And. <laughs> we see Tom, uh, uh, Frankie explaining his body. Uh, mm-hmm. tran- myself, transform myself using scrap metal. That's how I survived. And we see his current form. And we see yeah, how his chin, sure. got, his chin got messed up and his uh, <laughs> nose. And I assume yeah. his, his eyebrow- the lower eyebrows, they might have different eyes now. <laughs> yeah. Hard to tell. Yeah. It's uh, it's something else. And he's he's accusing Iceberg. It's like, why are you accepting contracts from the world government? You know, I can't, can't abide by that. Uh, especially because they're the ones that killed Tom. And, of course, Iceberg immediately shoots back his that who made the weapons that triggered all that. I like that. Despite all what's happened, they still don't get along. No, not at all. They yeah. still fight like this. Iceberg's just saying, I thought you were dead. And even if Mr. Tom forgave you, I had no intention of doing so myself. And uh, it's just it's like there's still bad blood, which makes sense. They can see why Iceberg yep. blames him for that. And, you know, Frankie blames himself for this. Yet despite that... Iceberg is the it gives. This is the moment where Iceberg gives the blueprint prints for the Pluton to Frankie. Yep, and and that's sort of I think c- confirming what we had probably already known at this point that yeah the real ones are with Frankie right now. Mm-hmm. 
And he immediately says, like, yeah, abandon the name Cutty Flam. The government failed to bring out these out of Mr. Tom. So it's only a matter of time before they come after me. He just knows. Yep. yep. So take that. Leave the island. Get out of here. <laughs> just be Frankie. There's no connection to us as long as you don't use that name. And he's like, well, what will happen to you if you don't have the blueprints then? And Iceberg doesn't answer. He just walks out. And he's like, wait, you want to end up like Tom? This this is what's going to happen if, they, if you do that. And he's, Iceberg just shoots back. It's like... Would you run if you were in my place? <laughs> it's like, Man. it's like, no, he definitely would not. It's like he, Tom accomplished something incredible and threw away everything when they tried to make the future out of those blueprints. So as long as we're in danger of that Nico Robin woman and reactivating the existing weapon, then those blueprints must exist in this world as a, as a opposing force. Which uh, that, that really is such an interesting conundrum, isn't it? Yeah, because he knows nothing about all he has is stories of Robin. He doesn't know what Robin's yeah. actually like or anything like that. So the, just the threat of somebody being able to find a Pluton is enough to make him hold on to this and have his, his life in danger to this degree. Mm-hmm. Although, wait, this is pure conjecture. I'm just like making sure that I understand like what they're talking about because I, I feel like I don't know mm-hmm. for certain. So the, so the way that Iceberg's talking is that it's like, like there's already like a pluton that exists in yes. a, and and so they need to keep the blueprints to build a second one just in case the first one uh reactivates correct because crocodile was not after the blueprints he only mm-hmm. knew that the uh poneglyph specifically the one in uh alabasta pointed to where the oh, existing that's pluton right was. that's right yep and yep, that's yep, why yep, he needed robin it. but of course robin lied to him about the existence so she knows where it's at but she's not mm-hmm. telling anybody Let's yeah. be honest, if it hasn't been found yet and it's like that, mm. it has to be near the One Piece. or Right, yeah. It's just in that same area, which mm-hmm. also says something It's interesting about Roger. If it is the case where it's hidden in the same place where the One Piece is, then Roger didn't use this weapon. <laughs> right. So there's a lot of implications that you can extrapolate from yeah. just these few acts. Yeah. And actually, as we were having that conversation, I remembered a, a detail that I can't say. <laughs> of course, because there's always one yeah, of, of course, <laughs> yeah, of course. I was like, oh wait, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I so I I, I answered my own question basically, mm. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that makes sense based on existing information anyway about like yeah, Crocodile wanted the one that already existed at some point, and, yeah. and we now have the blueprints for for the other one. Yeah, for a potential other one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for a potential other one. Yeah, to make it again. <laughs> mm-hmm. We uh, end this flashback with a confirmation that yeah, that despite all this, Iceberg does trust Frankie, and although mm-hmm. he doesn't forgive him, he's still really glad he's alive, and we get those manly tears. Which, oh, the manly tears. I did want to say I really love what Oda's been doing lately because a lot of this conversation reminds me of kind of like Luffy and Usopp's debate. Oh, just, I didn't just even think in- about that. Just in the sense that, like, he's gotten really good at, like, these conversations with characters who are both right. And and I, th- I think that he really is able to kind of draw you in and get you to relate to both. Because it's like, and that and, and that's what creates, like, the drama and kind of the anxiety is just, like, <laughs> you want to root for both characters because they both have a point and they both believe in it so hard. But they're, like, neither are wrong for feeling the way that they feel. Um, and- both, you know. You get a sense yeah. of why Frankie stayed and didn't leave. He wants to protect Iceberg. Yeah, exactly. So they, they they care about each other, even if they're kind of they're they're at each other's throats. But <laughs> oh, they do it because they they do it because they love each other. Yeah, but yeah, we get we actually the flashback, and immediately Polly just uh, not Polly, but um, Lucci, uh, just 
makes himself despicable because he just goes over it like in a calm way, not a taunting way like Spandam would have. But mm-hmm. he just basically says he's a, a little racist. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh yeah, there's there's uh, all these people were injured back in those days and nobody uh, had committed that act. And you know there's this there's this guy you you know as Cuddy Flame you did attack a government uh, officer, so yeah you've committed a crime. And that crime was never answered for because you were alive. So we'll take you to Enos Lobby as a criminal. Which I feel, hey, I, I, the logic is not wrong, but it's needlessly cruel. <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially just yeah. bringing it out as like the yeah. you know, out of control fish yeah. man. And... Yeah, exactly. I love like Frankie's like, I don't even have a comeback. You government people are trash. <laughs> <laughs> Which itself is a pretty good comeback, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> they, they have a uh, transponder snail nearby. Yeah, the, their director, the pe- person in uh, that controls CP9, uh, wanted to speak to Frankie. And as soon as he answers the phone, he's complaining about how he spilled his coffee, spilled coffee on his lap, and is like, "Oh no, I think I know who this is." Uh. And it's confirmed. Uh, Spandam somehow worked himself up the ranks to not to from CP5 to director to cp9 director i think this might actually be the most realistic part about the world government uh because it is just like the most corrupt and slimy people working their way up to the top (laughs) yep frankie had an effect on him he really did cave in his face he has to have that support mask now he looks like you know some kind of monte crisco or something like that (laughs) christo not crisco secretly uh, india's lobby is actually a bondage dungeon (laughs) oh god (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it explains the thorn that, web. Yeah, I was going to say, that. that's what that face says to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, but, man, still punchable. Still totally punchable. Oh, oh, absolutely. Even more so, if anything. Yeah. Nothing like your past coming back to haunt you. It's just like... Yeah. I'm, I'm immediately thinking of the uh, the mouse guy. I think it was Nizumi from... Oh, um, from, from... Nami's uh, it, yeah. situation. It's like, oh, we got one of these again. Uh, crap, but he yep. has, actually has people to back him up. Right, yeah, he has power, which is the worst part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Although I do love this bit where Frankie's like, oh, it's Spanda. <laughs> He's like, you forgot the M. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he always calls him. He just drops the M every time. Yeah. Uh, that, that has to be some sort of in, uh, insult in Japan, <laughs> Japanese. <laughs> name. If you drop some part of it, it becomes something else and it's insulting. Hmm. But hey, Usopp tries to stand up to... Uh, to I love like, this part. Let him go. And he, uh, Lucha just glares at him. He's like, oh, my apologies. That's all you right. got? He just bow. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, you gave up that fast. <laughs> but of course, Kaku recognizes Usopp as a member of the Straw Hats. And then we just float away. to that float. But we go to back to the fire at the galley law company and they're just nothing they do is stopping the fire when all of a sudden out of the window burst chopper carrying holly oh. iceberg and zoro's sword wow and, and god and he's he's just like bleeding out and panting and ah, poor chopper this might be chopper's most badass moment no, seriously, yeah, like, <laughs> and the first thing he thinks is, you know, he sees Nobby, and he's just like, I have to treat her before passing out. Yeah, and so <laughs> we have four people passed out, Nami, him, Iceberg, and Paul, and they're like, uh, what do we do? Um, <laughs> should we treat the reindeer? Yeah, he saved their lives, too. Treat the reindeer. <laughs> and, man, what an ending for that, just to see that, no, okay, they, they survived, but only thanks to Chopper. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was not Tyrannosaurus like I thought. I thought he would shoot through the ropes, but Tyrannosaurus is there too. Yeah. So it's yeah. all good. Man, Chopper's stepping up. I'm 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 so proud of my heart. <laughs> I know you feel. For I hope me. he's hope he's so okay. We do have an SBS, but uh, you know these are definitely the, the ones we get in this set are definitely on the silly end. Like, oh god, what would happen if Sanji ate the ate the door door fruit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, these are these SBSs have gotten really pervy lately. <laughs> yeah, they have, and we'll 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 get to that. But uh, you know, that's that's for another time. For now, let's get to chapter three hundred and fifty nine. Bingo! And hey. It's time for our new cover series. Number eight, The House in the Jungle. And I recognize that house. That's, going I, back to Little Garden, baby. Little Garden. I was going to say at first Mr. Three, but I'm like, I doubt Mr. Three's there. <laughs> so, Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it is Little Garden, so that should be interesting. Yeah. All right. Hey, I, I like that these cover stories are just like, hey, remember Alabasta? And I'm like, yes, I do. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. But uh, we begin the chapter with uh, Kaku easily taking down uh, Usopp. Uh, poor guy. And, he, and Kaku just confirming, it's like, so you left the straw hats, but you're still a pirate. Well, if you're a pirate, we'll still we'll take you with us. And here's the true cruel part where Kaku yeah. is like, yeah, I'm still a shipwright. And yeah, this ship is not in great shape. So when we tell you something's no good, we think you should listen this. And this if this doesn't like really display... This was crossing the line for me. This this really displays the mindset of the world government. I mm-hmm. want this thing. We don't think you should have this thing, but it's mine. Yeah. No, we if if we're telling you it's no good, you need to listen. And we're gonna t- mm-hmm. we're gonna tell you what's good in this world. It's the authority above all else. Yes, know. and he dumps the water and sends the Mary out into the crashing waves, where there's just all kinds of wrecks around. Yeah, it's just oh my goodness, oh that. I I had forgotten like that it was like that this is how it happened and that it was like it was from such a high drop and just mm. in the middle in the middle of like a raging storm. And that is like is that I don't know when we see the Mary again. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember yeah. to be honest like that. They effectively like it's one of those situations where they killed the Mary <laughs> kind of like right, yeah, it. just like those moments where you they you lose a lose somebody. And it's interesting to me that even Frankie is bug-eyed and freaking out over this. Right, like, hey, man, you know, that that was too far. Like, hey, at least he was willing to dismantle it to kind of give it, like, a... Like, he, you know, still understood that it was a ship and that it was meant to be respected and, you know, that it, you know, kind of wanted to let it go out on its own terms. And yeah. instead of just but dumping no. it with the, you know... Right, like, it's trash. And yeah. It's, yeah, it's just like, man. Ugh. That, and I, I did want to double back uh, just real quick to, like... It really is just kind of like the needless cruelty of like, like where, you know, Kaku basically is like, you know, to Usopp, he's like, yeah, you well, you left the Straw Hats, but you're still a pirate. So we need to take you with, take, take us with, or take you with us. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Usopp is like, he's on death's door, man. Like He is not a he, threat. <laughs> he's not a threat to anybody right now. And you think like, oh yeah, well, you're a pirate. So we're, we're going to take you to like the most, to this dangerous prison island where, you know, you, nobody's ever escaped from. It's just like. Why? <laughs> it just no pirates. Honestly, like, yeah, it feels like you. It would be just leave leave him for dead. Like he's gonna he's gonna drown probably if you leave mm. him here. But <laughs> it really is like they have complete and total control of the situation, and they're just like, yeah, we'll do what we want. Is is how it, how it uh, comes off? Pretty much, and uh, yeah, we just we leave that whole scene with the back to the galley law or iceberg 
Might not be a fighter, but my God, he could take a beating. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He's up. <laughs> shot five times the night before. Almost burned her crisp and I think shot again this night. <laughs> like, and he's still yep. the first to become conscious. Everybody's like cheering and it's like, it's all thanks to that reindeer, but I think it's the Straw Hat's pet. And then Polly's waking up. It's like, uh, oh no, Nami's waking up. And it's like, should we have him cough the uh, locations? And Iceberg is, immediately stands up. It's like, no, I'm talking to this girl alone. <laughs> it's yep. like, uh, he just immediately apologizes for pinning the false accusation. And it's like, I'll fix that shortly. And he's like, I want to talk about Nico Robin. He immediately asked, when you got to this town, did she start acting strangely? And she's like, yes. Then this morning, we didn't know what was going on. And we didn't know quite why she was doing all of this. Because what sort of wish can be, can't be fulfilled when she, because she's with us. And Iceberg actually relays more information that we did not see during his uh, confrontation with her. And I didn't even realize we missed out on this. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is kind of new and important information. <laughs> yeah. He's like, when you lost uh, contact with, uh, or lost sight of Robin, that's when the government operation already had already begun. And there's reasons for that. But first, bear in mind that both she and I have the means to awaken the, the Pluton. She's like, and, you know, that it could destroy the world. And, Nami's immediately like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we learned that this happened when they, we got the call about there being a hitch in the operation and don't shoot iceberg. And this conversation is like... Very illuminating. <laughs> it is. He's like, even if yep. it kills me, I'm not handing over the blueprints to the government. But at the, at the same time, if you're snooping around the Pontagos and helping the government, I have to stop you here. And Robin immediately says, it's like, I'm not looking for the Pontagos so I can activate that weapon. I just want to know history. And again, it does not matter the, me, the the intention behind it. That's the things that can happen from the intentions. That's no excuse to Iceberg. He is very steadfast in that. Yeah. And again, I feel like this is another one of those conversations where you really do see where both characters are coming from. Even if you, you don't quite know what Robin's whole deal is. No, but, you don't you know, know exactly where she's coming from. You just know she's not yeah. about the weapons. She just really right, wants to yeah. this history for some reason. And mm-hmm. there's definitely a sticking point here where he's like, you saw the fate of the demons of O'Hara and still want to chase after history. And she immediately that shoots she back, snaps. you have no idea what mm-hmm. O'Hara is about. And you have no idea how much the government has warped my life. So why are you helping them? Before we move on, I do find it funny that this conversation is happening just after we see Frankie be like, Iceberg, why are you helping the government? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now he's like, Robin, why are you helping the government? <laughs> why are any of us helping the government? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, we get these dark looks from her where she's like, there's a wish I want to fulfill, and if it, even if it means throwing everything away. And CP9 presented me with two conditions. First was to pin the assassination on the straw hats. The second was to turn myself over to the government and obey orders. And he's like, why would you do that when you've been on the run for 20 years? And that's when she reveals something like that I've completely forgot about that mm-hmm. CP9 is granted permission to activate a buster call against the straw hat pirates just once. And they're and like a buster call is an emergency order in which five vice admirals from the Navy headquarters and 10 warships assemble at the same location and basically they're like uh, hunting down the straw hats at that that's point. a navy nuke <laughs> yeah navy nuke nobody can survive that she explains that even in the navy only the three admirals and the head of the navy the fleet admiral are able to exercise that authority but aokiji actually gave cp9 the right it was like take move aokiji yeah which is interesting um well i think i think i can say this based off of just what we've uh, gleamed here about 
what a buster call is and and the fact that they have permission to use it on the straw hats feels extreme yeah 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 and and that is that is actually a an element of this i forgot uh that it is specifically like oh yeah they got the okay to use it on them and it's like really (laughs) yeah and i i to me based on the little bit we've seen alkaji and how he fought the straw hats he's testing them he wants to see just how dangerous they are and yeah and, and basically i think he wants to use robin to end them Right, he, yeah, and I think because he kind of thought it through, well, and I guess I don't know if if they got that approval like before or after. I would assume, I guess it would be after uh, Alkiji, you know, fought Luffy and all that. Yeah, because he I was kind of thinking, he was kind of thinking through it. He was like, you know, it was like, ah, I'm not gonna mess with you guys, and then he was like, no, I'm gonna mess with you guys a, a lot, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna use kinda, Robin to build up the whole thing I said to you about her, about her bringing nothing, nothing yeah. good to her organization she joins. Yeah, it's like, I got to teach you a lesson. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, so she's like, as soon as she heard Akaji's name, she gave up. It's like, I can't, we can't do anything against the, the, the buster call. So I've been able to run away and survive for the past 20 years, no matter circumstances, because I had nothing to protect, because I could portray others and use them to take the fall from me. But I can't do that with these guys, which is like, oh, damn it, Robin. That's yeah. just Yeah, a, oh, the, this part got me a little teary-eyed. Same, she, she's... We saw her willing to die at the end of Alabasta, but just yep. being with the Straw Hats that little bit throughout Skypea and whatnot. There's, there's very like in the grand scheme of thing, it feels like maybe a month at most has passed with the Straw Hats, mm-hmm. and that's <laughs> yeah. enough time for her. That these dreams that she thought were dead, they they brought them back to them just because I think because of how they pursued Skypea, this just this idea, the, this the sense of adventure and this impossibility, and they achieved it. And because of that, she wants them to be safe. Yeah, and that that's her wish. You'll awaken a deadly weapon. Don't you care what happens to the world? I don't. And Which, Iceberg wow. can do it. She's willing to sacrifice the world for the, the, the six straw hats. Which is uh, one... Oh, my God, my heart is melting. Just, oh. <laughs> because you, I feel like because she is... Just because of the life that you can presume that she's led, that like she wouldn't ever outwardly show that kind of affection, Right. Yeah, yeah, but 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 to see it like revealed to the reader, it's like no, she cares about you so much <laughs> that she she is ri- w- willing to risk like the entire world, basically. Best straw hat. <laughs> yeah, best straw hat. <laughs> and and really, that's sort of I think the key like twist here, you know, as Iceberg breaks it down, is like like uh, of everyone living on this planet, you know, that woman chose to protect the six of you, and it's like she was doing all of this to protect them. Yeah, and I love this moment with Nami where she collapses yeah. from sheer happiness that she didn't betray him, immediately yep. gets the energy to get up. And yeah. it's like, and Iceberg's like, you guys were defeated. What can you do now? It's like, what? This is only starting now. The others are fine. <laughs> we can't be done way, way with that easily because hesitating makes us weak. Now that we know that she needs to be saved, we got something to fight for. Our strength will be infinite. It's like, oh, that's yeah. a teary-eyed moment too because it's yeah. like, it's, it reminds me so much of when she needed saved. Yeah, and it's like, how do I, how do I want to, I had a way to phrase this in my head and it just completely lost it. But it's like we had just gotten through like some of the lowest lows that we had ever seen in the crew. And then just like to the, the revelation coming like really at the darkest moment. It's like, no, you know, she did this to protect you. And now it's like, we got a reason to fight. So we're going to fight. That's all it takes. And then and we've yeah, seen it before. Exactly. It's like, oh, oh, we have something to protect now. 
<laughs> you, you guys are in trouble. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then after I, God knows how many chapters, we finally see Sanji again. Where, yeah. Oh, the scene was so hype. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just that last little bit where, like, the line we didn't see between him and Chopper is like, uh, what's the matter? And Chopper's like, do you think Robin hates us? Chopper, remember one thing: real men forg- can forgive the lies women tell, and that's and that, that shot that of him walking away. Oh, and that's oh god, that's so good. This is when like, Sanji's most badass. Not during his fights; yeah. it's during these moments. Because it's like, <laughs> and it is so in character too. Because it's like, it, it, it's the like the hope, the you know, hopelessly in love. I feel like actually making for a really great character moment where. Nami and, and Zoro and um, and Luffy and, and Chopper, they're kind of like, they're trying to get the answers directly. But it was like, just off of that one interaction, Sanji was like, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he knew. And, yeah. and it turns out the only thing he's been doing this entire time is just staking out the station to go to Enos Lobby. Yeah. Oh, it's just in that shot of him, like, just light, lighting up his lighter and just like barely lit in the darkness behind like the behind the train and all he says bingo as he lights a cigarette like that is those are the best sanji moments for me like like this stuff is great (laughs) agreed (laughs) (laughs) great chapter so good great chapter (laughs) fantastic yeah and and really that feels like after so much like after so many lows that really feels like the okay we have something to fight for we have a we're ready to get back on our feet yeah, this is the relief. This is this is the, that was the lowest point what we just went through, and now it's it's time to start picking ourselves up. It really does mm-hmm. feel like that just from Nami's words because Nami's not a fighter, but she has such belief in everything. exactly. We do have an SBS basically confirming that yes, Water Seven is based off Venice, and I didn't realize that it actually has a high tide called Aqua Alta. So that oh, was cool. yeah, I did, I did not realize that was a whole thing. I also, okay, the first one to get a joke, a, a, a chuckle out of me, where it's like, I got a friend who t- tells me I saw Oda st- standing at a magazine rack looking at a dirty magazine. And Oda's like, no, how rude. If I, as if I stand at around a, in the store reading magazines like that, I'd buy them. <laughs> 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 that's all right. I, that got me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Well, final chapter for this set, 360, departing soon. And uh, we see that it's actually focusing on uh, Miss, Miss, oh God, I forgot her name. Miss Golden Week. Gold, it was Golden Week. Okay, I was going to say Golden Week, yeah. but I'm like, wait, I think that's wrong. But yeah, Golden Week, uh, who's getting a newspaper from, somehow they know to come there. So that's, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all focused on her, where she wants to have a Baroque reunion. Now, that is fascinating. Like, we're I'm actually a, really excited about this. Yeah, what, like, is, like, what is Baroque works up to? There's so many of them that it's like actually kind of interesting. Yeah, you could there's a, see it, that's a good that's what a good cover story does is it it kind of gets your mind going at like where could this go? I see, seeing what's his name stuck in the ground, Gadatsu stuck in the ground. That then get me to be like where can this go? Yeah, and it's not like oh, uh, you know, I'm like I'm not like the biggest you know, uh, Miss Golden Week stand over here. Like like she had probably about as much to do as Gadatsu did, but I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe it was because Gadatsu's gimmick was so bad. That yeah. Her, her, I didn't really her want gimmick to did not her. wear out its welcome. <laughs> That's Exactly. Sure. Yeah. It was just, you know what? Hey, I'm willing to see this character do something fun. But yeah, we uh, go back to Water 7, just see the crazy winds and waves going on. And of course, Robin's the first to board the sea train to uh, Enos Lobby. We see mm-hmm. all the government agents from before, 
and they're just, of course, all happy, <laughs> you know, just so proud of themselves for the for the nothing they did. It's <laughs> like, yeah, we did nothing, but ha, we got you <laughs> twenty years. Also, wanted to point out that it's this, like like to get the timeline straight here. Mm-hmm. So, like the whole flashback with um with Tom that was twenty two years ago, right? Yes. There's a point later on where he actually shows them, like, not during that first flashback, but after the first time skip during the flashback, that he finally mm-hmm. shows Robin's uh, yeah. poster. So so whatever had happened, happened during that flashback, basically. Yes. And that's, yeah, that's... I think that's why Iceberg knows about these demons of O'Hara that's, uh, that Robin or something is somehow connected to. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I, had, I hadn't put two and two together there, but yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Oda keeps track of this stuff very well. No, he really, he really does. And again, all of this being like tied so closely to like Gold Rogers' execution, like even even now, eight hundred chapters later or whatever, like there's still so much about this time period that we don't know. But it is so fascinating to be like how many kind of like pivotal things like are starting because of that, or just like around that same time. And then we get Sanji. I like I like this. It's like how do you how do I play this one? It's like okay, she's obviously being escorted. But she could easily run away if she wanted to on her own. Does she have some objective or is there a reason she can't run? He's like trying to just figure out the situation. Then, of course, we have to have goofiness as he's like fulfilling his misprint, Mr. Prince role. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That face. <laughs> he's just on his knees, just like <laughs> laughing to himself. <laughs> and then we see CP9 have both Frankie and Usopp together. And Fr- Frankie's knocked out. He has a bump on the head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he awesome. does. He definitely doesn't want Frankie calling out the things, and yeah, yeah nobody cares about Usopp. So, what are the other agents uh, m- mentions? Like, oh, like I think the guy chastising Robin is is Corgi, who who we saw trying to get the blueprints yes. from Iceberg way back when. I, I didn't I didn't put that together. Either. Oh, you didn't? Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I remembered him. He's not yeah, super I, important or anything like I that. I forgot. I was like, oh yeah, that guy. Yeah. But I love how as soon as Lucci's back, it's like, all right, we got to get you some extra drip. So here's a coat. And like, my God. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't a game. Look sharp. <laughs> okay. I mean, you guys were already dripped out before. But <laughs> yeah, looking good. And like, my God. They, they could... I don't know if the coat's necessary. Oda's like, yeah, I need to make it. this man cooler. <laughs> <laughs> it's working. Getting ready to depart for Enos Lobby. That, that's when, of course, Sanji sees Usopp. He's like, do you say something about causing us trouble to the very end? Because he's... He's planning to cause us trouble even after leaving the crew. It's like, what the heck am I in for now? I'm going to save Usopp and uh, Robin now. He's just going to like, oh. <laughs> and then we just get the sweetest face from uh, from uh, Chopper. He's like, oh, she doesn't hate us. Yay. <laughs> yep. And I love the guys in the background. It's like, it turned into a raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's like, uh, all right, we got to go find Luffy and the others and go save Robin. It's like, all right, uh, we'll go look. Where are they? I don't know. That's why we're looking for them. All right, look, look really hard. It's like, ah, uh, it's good to see them in good spirits. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's God. It, the fact that that's all it took was knowing that Robin needed help. It's just uh, my heart. <laughs> yeah, but things can't be too easy because, yeah, the only way to get the Enos Lobby is with the sea train, especially with Aqua Laguna happening. But that train leaves at 11 o'clock. It is now 1030. They got now we've got a time limit to find everybody. And that's like, oh, that's 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 not good. So we'll have to get to the station, get on the train and persuade Robin face to face. There's somehow no way. Nami goes to intercept the train, uh, sends Chopper off in the directions that Luffy and Zoro flew. And uh, that's when Polly wakes up and is like, hey, you guys help her out. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Wait, what? 
Yeah, and I love they kind of like. Uh, of course, you know they're naturally like like. Hey, these guys are the criminals. We need to find Luchi and Kaku. Uh, but they're. Uh, I, I like the play that that Polly has here because he kind of is just like, you know, like the Straw Hats are innocent, but like he doesn't tell them the full truth. Yeah, it's 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 like. They got pulled into this by the real assassins. We falsely accused them. Don't know who they are because they were wearing masks. I like how they all just, uh, like, he really does just say the truth the entire time, just omits the identities. So it's only because of them. So I don't think we'll be seeing Luchi and Kaku just help them and we'll do that. And I like how they're, like, complaining. He's like, take some responsibility. You want to damage the Galilad name? Like, he just has that yeah. much pride. Yeah, I, I love I love that even the excuse he has is bad. He's just like, what happened to, to Lucci and them? It's like, they ran him back to Mamba. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, he's not uh, wrong when he says that, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is so cute where they're, they're all joining them and Chopper's calling out for him. And he's like, hey, you guys help call too. And <laughs> they're like all calling for the two, God, for Sanji the, and uh, Zoro. The way this turned around so quickly... And it, it, now it feels like they have the whole town back behind them. Even if they don't know the full truth, it's just like, hey, we got to help these guys out. It's amazing how much the joy just comes in so immediately. Yeah, and that's that's good storytelling, man, is to bring you down to the lowest lows and then to slowly bring you back up. Yeah, we got that time limit. It's already just 20 minutes before the train departs. Don't leave, Robin. Going alone, sacrificing yourself will never let you do those things. And, oh, man, we just see Robin by herself. We see Usopp and... Frankie loaded up. <laughs> Are they like like thrown into the cargo? <laughs> They've got like boxes behind them. <laughs> I love this. It's like, you idiots, be more careful. And Usopp's like, yeah, you idiots, government trash. Let's not go that far. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, you can tell it's definitely getting a bit more hopeful because their jokes are coming a lot more frequently now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's when we get like we have even less of a time limit because. Aqua Lagoon is approaching, so we're pushing the schedule forward and, de- and departing shortly. So we got less than 20 minutes left. Yep. And Sanji's just waiting on the outside. It's like, okay, what do we do? Yeah. And uh, God, the, the looks on CP9 where it's like Khalifa's just like, ah, mission's almost complete. And then Lucy's like, Be, uh, you know, keep careless comments like that to yourself, <laughs> idiot. No, that's it. I mean, <laughs> fair. And Kaku looks like he's just seen some things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just straight face. <laughs> I mean, because I, I feel like that really is the like, hey, don't I, I I love I do love how no, no nonsense Lucci is where he's just like don't we we didn't do it yet you know yeah until we <laughs> have those documents the, mission, the blueprints we're, we're not done <laughs> yeah yeah we got just wonderful little moments where Iceberg's worried about Frankie uh, we got everybody looking for the uh, for Luffy and Zoro and then Sanji is like wondering what they're up to but decides to run off towards the train. And we get our mm-hmm. confirmation of what happened to Zoro and, and Luffy, where Luffy got stuck between buildings again, and Zoro got stuck in a chimney because he's ba- because his foot slipped and he got lost. <laughs> because of Which, course we had to end in the most ridiculous way possible. <laughs> yeah. Again, I feel like this would be another one of those things. I, I I'm fairly confident saying that like this probably doesn't last too long. But I remember watching the anime and just rolling my eyes. <laughs> just like, oh, my God. Let's just <laughs> Here it kind of makes sense. <laughs> like I, I mean, they both got yeeted. Yeah, it, 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 it makes sense. <laughs> but man, I don't think it'll be too long before they find them. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like it. There's too much of a short time limit for that to, for them to be stuck there for a long time. Yeah. But it makes me so excited <laughs> for what's coming yeah. up. Because uh. honestly, this is where I start getting a bit foggy. 
other than like mm-hmm. the big moments, this is where I definitely get foggy on this whole yeah. arc. So I'm excited to see more. But despite all the silly ones, we did get a pretty big lore one for yes. our SBS. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really glad he explained this here. The explanation of the devil fruit. So the idea is, are there multiple fruit, different devil fruits? And is it possible for multiple people to eat the same fruit? And the answer is, nope, there's only one of each. And it's impossible to divide a fruit because just as soon as one bite is taken, it'll turn into a, just a normal, nasty-tasting fruit. Nothing will happen. That's interesting. It can like, like apparently tell <laughs> when somebody's gotten the power. Yeah, I, I guess that's just it then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes sense for the world to have something different because you don't want to have a bunch of same powers wandering around. That's not as interesting. Although yeah. it would be something to see, like a fine Luffy had like, ah, it's, it's another rubber man. Yeah, I mean, it would be it would be funny if it was like, oh, we have to get the pieces of the devil fruit, (laughs) some some, like weird, dumb padding thing or just like, oh, I ate just like a scrap of the gum gum fruit. So now I have your powers, too. I'm I'm glad that he's not going in that direction. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like, no, one bite each. That's all you get. Yeah, that's it. Which I feel like I feel like we've seen characters on screen eat them whole, which is like true. If it tastes terrible and all you need is one bite, like just just eat the one. I mean, Buggy did his by accident. He was hiding it and then swallowed. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, and then we get an example of what the actual longhorn cowfish looks like. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, man, lots of really good stuff this week. (laughs) No kidding. I I got backstory. We got lore. We got revelations. We got it all. It's just all we got a very, very hateable villain at the head of all these other villains. (laughs) Yeah, it's just seeing the pieces all come together. You really get the feeling super satisfying. Like Oda is five steps ahead of us. <laughs> yeah. You he, really see he, him just planting all of the little things. He knows exactly how everything is going to play out without a doubt. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's brilliant. It's so good. It really is. And that again, that like, I, I think that's why that, that Sanji moment just blows me over so much because it really is just like, and it is, it's, it's as simple as a character being like, uh, yeah, uh, I'll, I'm going to go do my own thing for a bit. Be right back. And then, you know, like 20 chapters later, he's like, oh yeah, so I'm here right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. But there, there's so many other things happening that you forget. And it's just like the sleight of hand feels so, it feels so natural. You, you wonder what he's up to, and it's, it's a very simple explanation. He's just staking a place out, but it's also yeah. perfectly in character for him. Yeah, so and it doesn't yeah, feel and like, just, why wasn't he I doing think, anything? I think I, I hadn't, it hit, hadn't quite landed for me that the reason that he did it was because he, it, he didn't need an explanation, but he knew that whatever Robin was doing was, you know, like she was not telling the full truth. That's the great part about Sanji's character, I think, yeah. right there. <laughs> and, I, and I just I love that they all they all believed in her <laughs> yeah they believed now, in her and, and now, just to get that confirmation is like oh thank goodness it's yeah, like they're all ready to get her back yeah just just that that, that it being Nami that, that, that being like that 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 yep. hits hard mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. so yeah but with that I believe we've said all we wanted to say about chapters 356 to 360 of One Piece longer episode today because boy there's a lot to talk about there was it was packed <laughs> yeah so thank you so much for listening and you can find more of my ramblings and stream vods over at bitnerd games on youtube or bitnerd with an underscore at the end on twitter and brandon where can everyone find you at i'm at brandon bovia on twitter talking about anime manga games and my job uh and uh yeah you know let's just 
Hmm, excuse me. Yeah, that's just it. <laughs> yeah, definitely check that out. And hey, if you'd like to help us out more, you can support the podcast over at patreon.com slash Derek Bittner. That's D-E-R-R-I-C-K-B-I-T-N-E-R to listen to the next episode ad-free three days early. And make sure to return next time as we don't cover the next set of chapters, but instead return to the movies for number six, Baron Amatsuri and the Secret Island. And while it sucks that we have to leave the manga behind... Trust me, this is a good one. <laughs> uh, not to hype up this movie too much, but it's my favorite One Piece movie of all time. So. Yep, same. I've not uh, seen all of them, but this is my favorite. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, <laughs> look forward to that one next time, my friends. Yeah. You got good taste, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> you too. You too. Yeah. <laughs> Remember to take life one piece at a time. I gave up on. Return the heart I lost. And continue the dreams that I no longer believed in. Even after all I've done, I've found friends who will still believe in me.